So I do this thing where I think a lot in my downtime. And when I'm thinking, what's really dope is a lot of incredible titles for these episodes and just everything's effortless. It's it's very easy. It's It comes very easily. And I'm very fortunate and excited about that because oftentimes in human nature, if it comes easy, we feel wary of it, right? And And most of the time, that's a direct reflection of how comfortable or used to or how accustomed we've become to adversity which you know I gotta title this how adversity is a good teacher and so that's what we're talking about today so um, buckle in your seatbelt so all right you've hit bedrock now what now what it happens to the best of us especially if there is greater things ahead you can never get it wrong because you always get it right Even listening to this would be a viable sign that you're going in the right direction. At least I think so. I tend to find the signs and synchronicities and things. And for some would be like, oh my God, you saw that bird and you think that bird is a sign? Absolutely. I went online and I looked it up and they said that this is like a certain bird that's native to my state and to the Native Americans. It means prosperity and calm waters to come. Of course, it's a sign. You don't think it's a sign? So um, take this podcast as a sign if you're one of those types such as myself. But I think one thing I would advise, and if I were to advise a friend or a loved one, I would definitely say, Don't build a home in heartbreak. Don't make the plaster out of misfortune or your mistakes. Well, there's nowhere else to go, Alan. Right now, all I have is hardship and disaster. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't think like that here. No, you don't. It's all right. Let's talk about it. I even have a story for you. So... We have to discuss the lessons and the perspective. Let us converse about the hurdles, the hurt, the pain, the confusion, the suffering, the guilt, the struggle, but ultimately the growth. The hard times aren't meant to be here forever. And excuse me, because I feel like someone's sleeping in the back of the class. I said the hard times are not meant to be here forever. Okay, just making sure everybody's awake. Sometimes people be dozing off a little bit. You know, I got you. In fact, it's learning how to navigate the hard times. That's what it's here for because there's a chance that things will happen in the future. And when they do, you know how to navigate them. You have tools to do so. You'll be ready. It's crafting, it's preparing, it's careful, it's well thought out, and it wouldn't be created with this special code or DNA made specifically for you if you couldn't handle it. Of course you can. Of course you've always had it in the bag. Maybe just in the future you'll know better. You'll see it from a mile away and you'll say, ah, no thank you. You'll have everything you need because there's nothing you can't handle. It's learning not to lose your sense of worth 
or for some it's finding it for the first time and it's okay to wallow and be sad be depressed it's okay to cry about it it's okay to be angry even but all of those emotions all that energy in motion are compasses they're roadmaps it's like a study guide for yourself And I think it's funny because I remember when I was in school, like people wouldn't do the study guides and then, well, that's the whole test was the study guide. I believe (laughs) that was a, that was a cute detour. I'm not even going to lie to you. (laughs) I, I started reminiscing a little bit and I just got caught in that and how even when People failed the first test the first time around and then after they'd be begging the teacher like, please give us another study guide, you know, and the teacher would go around the class and it's, I have many thoughts about education in school, of course, another episode for another time, but, you know, immigrant kids stuff. Of course I did the study guide. Of course I looked over everything. Of course I took the notes. I got to pass, you know, so I don't know. I just think that it's funny. Just just do it the first time. <laughs> just do the study guide the first time. Just experience it the first time. You know, and maybe you need the second test. Maybe you need a third one, right? But by the time we reach in that fourth or fifth, let that anger kick in. Okay? Let it let it let those feelings kick in a little bit harder and see if you're not going to actually pass this time. I'm telling you it. it It does wonders, especially the anger or the apathy. The adversity is also a navigation system for the future. It's when the problems arise, you can identify them and know which tool to use. I could address this or I could walk away or I could use these tools or I could reinforce my boundaries. I see this thing coming at me from a mile away type thing. It's a bit interesting to continue unraveling this, so... Let's begin with the first knot. The adversity, the burdens, the pressure, the lessons. Don't tell me about it. Don't tell me about adversity or hardship or how hard it is to overcome. You're more than capable than you give yourself credit for. And this is coming from the perspective of a young black woman, but most importantly, a human being. Most importantly, despite all of this, a human being from one to another, the rose growing from the concrete. Of course, I've transplanted myself into greener pastures because that chapter in my life is over. But before I fully close it, here we are. The adversity one day you'll think. Thank the person who let you go. Thank yourself for walking away. Thank the circumstances that occurred in that specific way that woke you up that pushed you, that had a lesson to offer you. The adversity is what crafted you in preparation for your birthright. Not to say that you need to suffer to receive. No, I'm not saying that, but I understand why it's taken a while. I get it now. I understand why all of my blessings were up in the air. The landing strip was full of nonsense. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready, not yet, not And that is the truth. That's honesty. That's real. When you're meant for big things, when you have blessings in orbit, when you have 
so much beauty and abundance waiting. You get prepared for it. I would have destroyed everything if I didn't have those lessons. Because as dope as a manifester I am, I would have I would have self-sabotaged. I would have destroyed all of it. I didn't understand my worth. And it's simple. And how would I have known that? How would I have seen that? How would I have come to this conclusion and comprehension? Well, you take the adversity and you look at it and you shift it around and maybe you need some healing. That's usually the case to administer some healing, some therapy, some inner work, some journaling, whatever. You know yourself. Or at least this is the part where you're learning about yourself. But that's the thing, when you don't see it, other people do. And it's like when they come in, excuse me, this is a part of the podcast where all the eloquence and the grace and the calmness and the serenity kind of go out the window because there's, I don't think there's any other phrase in the English language to encapsulate what I mean by this, but um, um, other people see the potential and then they come in to fuck shit up. But see, that's the adversity. It's the situations, you see. Whether it's because of envy or jealousy or maybe they're unaware of it completely. Maybe they don't know that their self-sabotage is really sabotaging you and then we're all in this huge circle of wounds and projection and all of these things happening simultaneously, right? And despite all of that, It doesn't disregard that you're being treated unfairly. It doesn't disregard the pain. It doesn't disregard any of the side effects that come from all of these lessons. I believe deeply that truth is that it is possible for everyone to live comfortably and to have hobbies they love and for their families to be cared for and for children to be safe and you know it's very when I say it in this light I already can feel (laughs) I feel the people like in the back like oh my god that's so you sound so like that's so childish (laughs) that's the word that's coming up to me right now it's like that's such a childish perspective but why why is that Ever since I was a kid, I kept asking adults around, like, why can't it be this way? And they just never had the answer. You know, substitute it as you will, but the universe is infinite and creation and therefore money is not an issue and it is infinite and abundant. It is a perspective. It is a frequency. It is a mindset. It is a whatever anyone would like to placate it as, but that's what it is. Right, It's ultimately an energy, dare I say, an embodiment even. You know, feel free to substitute the universe with your whatever tickles your pickle. But as I was saying, if you want to be at peace and there's been that active decision and choice, the universe moves. Everything moves instantly. And especially if you have things to do especially if you have things to do there's things that need to get done at that point then it's like okay all right well we have to show you where the chaos is in your life 
let's say it's a desire for luxury and financial opulence or abundance. Well, the universe points out where the people in your life have conversations about being broke and having no money and struggle and pain. And the universe points out your relationship with material abundance and, you know, whether you think that there's a certain paradigm where all people that are wealthy are inherently evil or messed up or the universe points out all the things that are not in the vibrational alignment with what you want it throws it in your face and at times the way it's packaged and thrown in your face is adversity it may show up as that same group of friends or some of your family members or you may have to go back in time like how did I struggle with money (laughs) I don't want to call it a meat suit (laughs) but what are the stereotypes attached to my person right whether it's a certain ethnicity or race or background you know usually statistically this happens and then this happens and then this okay right so now it's it's being pointed out to you what are you gonna do with it what happens with that where does it go what do you do now if you choose to hold on to the same people places and things then you won't move you'll keep taking the same class over and over and over and over again but if you choose to let go whether that is actively or even passively let go subconsciously let go make the decision okay I peacefully and with ease remove all energies, frequencies, people, places, and things that do not serve me. Just watch. Then all of those things will go with it. And at the time, it hurts. And it's confusing. And we don't really know what's happening. Why is everyone distancing themselves? Why is this relationship falling apart? Why? Well, the minute you asked for things to work out in your highest good, in your highest favor, anything that does not match that vibrational frequency must go. And if you're trying to get there, Take inventory. Who's in your corner? Who's in your corner? This begins to put the whole adversity as a teacher into greater perspective. So let me tell you that story that I had, you know, in my brain and stuff that I was just reminiscing. But before this, I'd like to toss out this notion that I'm a victim or this other person is a villain. And it's people in situations. This is a lesson. This is a lesson. And I say that with a smile now. It is a story and I am recounting it in the events that it happened and in my perspective. So let us begin. I had this person I considered my best friend. We'll call them Blue. Me and Blue mirrored each other in a way people wouldn't believe. I'm talking both Haitian, both Black, both young women both analytical both super in sync blue is aquarius i'm a sagittarius you know we've both known each other since we were very young met each other through each other's families you know whatever i liked blue liked too when i was little i thought that blue would be copying me that's how similar we were that even my baby empath self my baby psychic self or you know just highly sensitive 
felt that something was odd. Something was a little bit off with this. She was very similar to a mirror. Blue was a great lesson for me to overcome. I really loved Blue. It's someone at the time I wanted to be in my life or I could envision in my life for a long time. We got along very well. But in the same breath, we'd have these insane argument fallouts. But they'd be so spaced out from each other that you would sort of forget, especially if it's like when you're super young. So it's like this reoccurring cyclical thing that would come back over and over again, but through different stages. So when we met, we were like elementary, like sort of babies, maybe like seven or eight years old. And then boom, another thing in middle school I remembered. And then boom, another thing in high school. So it was like these interwoven periods of time where we would reconnect and that would be you know that but it would always end because of some fuck shit there's no other eloquent way to put it but that okay i just that it's it's just it would always end on something that would just rub me the wrong way as blunt as that right Okay, so I'd let her back in, clearly, obvi, right? That's the big one. I would open the door and let her waltz back in. Well, I had this thing for a while where I could conjure up people who aren't really there, fall in love with potential, you know, someone apologizes once. Oh, just come back in. It's okay. I have room in here. You know, I just... <laughs> I laugh now because it's comical the way that I would put people in their place today. It's like night and day. It's not even funny. But yeah, no, that's the person that I was. Just gloss over the very damaging aspects of their character, of someone's character. Ignore the red flags. Ignore my intuition. Ignore that beautiful, beautiful voice in the back of my head that would let me know what's up. I had a very bad trait of adoring the potential of people. Don't tell me about loving things that aren't there. Don't tell me nothing about that, yo. I was first place. (laughs) I got stories on stories on stories about that. Which one you want? Which one you want? I, I pull them out like Pokemon cards. Don't even play, okay? But in my self-reflection, I remembered how mean Blue would be. Just when I was doing the whole shadow work journaling thing, like I would go back through every friendship I had as far back as starting school. So, or daycare. But even daycare was very like hazy. So I think I went back as far as five years old because I could, I have pretty vivid memory of that. And so Blue obviously was no exception. You know, I'd had to write about it and reflect and say, okay, so these themes and patterns that I'm finding, 
in each friendship that ended in a funny way, what did these people do, right? In all of these very memorable and massive relationships that I recall back in my life, what did they all have in common? Well, there's always a thread. There's so many threads between all of these people. Blue is no exception. There's like this thread of a Creole in Creole. My mom described it as there are these rats in Haiti. There's rats everywhere on the planet. Calm down, calm down. Throw out your imagery of whatever you think of Haiti for like two seconds and listen to the story. Okay, so there's these rats in Haiti and in some instances or cases, if some people are sleeping at night and their feet may be hanging out the bed or whatever, the rat will come and feed on people's feet. And then after they feed on their feet, they'll do something called rale souffle. They like blow on the places they were just nibbling on and feasting. And in that way, so while they're feasting, they're also kind of mending or at least, yeah, mending and soothing in a way. And it's not until you wake up the next morning and you look at your feet and you're like, quizás la. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? What happened? What's going on? And so that is a very, very good painted cultural image of what was going on. Hence the cyclical periods of time, right? One would come, it would argue, okay, more de souffle, bite and, you know, bite and blow and mend and, you know, while feasting, right? And then when, it's not until you wake up that you're like, yo, look at my feet. <laughs> so Blue liked to take my toys or enjoy leaving me out of things when we were younger, and see, when it happens when you're young, don't be surprised when it happens when you get way older. As we got older, we reconnected, more specifically when we both entered high school. We talked about everything and anything all the time. I realized, though, as we got older, I began to cultivate things I was really good at. But the more I began to cultivate the energy I thrived in, whether that was dancing, writing, poetry, film, the more odd and strange and strained the connection would become. And this is over a period of, we could say four or five years. I mean, I was discovering my talents and shining in them. And when you shine, people can't help but to want to see and then come sit next to you and, you know, be next to the light. You know, it's a magnetism of sorts. And the truth is you have no choice but to be aware of your power and aware of your light and your magnetism and your attraction, right? And I'm talking frequency energy. You have to be aware of it. Because this is what happens when you either actively run away from it or act like it's not there. Well, this began to start a lot of new commentary that I didn't quite hear before. Of course, I ignored this because, you know, that's my, that's my sis. She's my best friend. Like, that can't be 
But of course, it'd be brushed off. I would ignore it. Ignore the intuition. Ignore the gut feeling. Ignore the voice in the back of my head. Like when I had to date it in high school for the first time, that's when Blue met someone that she liked a lot. And I fondly recall being happy for her because I have home training and that's how my mom raised me to be happy for people. She said along the lines of, yeah, you know, it's good to win for once too. You always get all of the attention. There was this other time. No, 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 no. I know you guys are sitting there mouth dropped open. Yeah, no, I ignored it. I did. Listen, there's more. There was another time when she mentioned something else weird. Like, oh, well, it's easy for you, sis. You're so smart and pretty and thick and light skinned. It's all in the tone. Let's start there. It's all in the tone. It's all in the tone. It's all in the delivery. It's all in how you say it. It's all in how it's energetically sent over. I do, I'll never forget the way my gut twisted at that. And mind you, Blue is someone that I wanted to travel with. Blue is someone I wanted to go across the country with, leave the country with, you know, go on trips and stuff with. When I said I wanted Blue in my life for a long time, I meant that. But this is how, this is how it is now. Do we see the lessons coming out? There's more. When it came down to my birthday, I invited Blue to visit me and we can enjoy a sleepover type event. We don't live near each other necessarily it's quite a far distance and i recall the entire time blue was on the phone with her boyfriend my entire birthday mind you once again we don't see each other often we live quite a distance apart we don't go to the same school blue's boyfriend goes over to her house all the time i ignored it (laughs) (laughs) because I thought it's not right to overreact about this. She really liked her boyfriend at the time. So here's one of the straws that broke the camel's back. (laughs) How do I hear? I feel it. I feel the Lonnie, no. Hola, no. What is going on? Listen, listen, I know. I mean, hindsight 2020, I know. This is one of the straws. All those things back there, yeah, that that wasn't clicking anything yet. But here's one of them. So I was creating this video. It's still up to this day. It was the Dark Academia Lookbook video. When I tell you I put everything into that video, Everything was mapped out, the costume, the design, the slides, the green screens I used, how I set up everything in my backyard, how I filmed everything, the transitions, everything was mapped out to a T. It's like pre-production, I'd hold pre-production. There's nothing I love, I have a love-hate with pre-production. It takes time, you know, but if you wanna make something absolutely incredible smash hit, and you want it to, you know, correlate with the storyline, you're gonna want a nice piece of pre-production. I'm telling you, I even mapped out the costuming, everything. You know what Blue did? When I wanted to show it to Blue, you know what the reaction was? She picked it apart. Every piece of it, 
And at the time when I was trying to contact her to let her know, I was very excited. I was so excited to show her this. And at the time, she was at some a, a friend's house. Well, you know. They were kind of giggling in the back and making commentary and talking about it together. And I mean, I told my mom, right? (laughs) I told my mama, I told her. And she was pissed, you know, as any Caribbean woman, Haitian woman that came to a country with a suitcase that basically raised her two daughters as a single mom who raised us to be better than that. She was pissed. She was mad, you know? Um, She asked me very distinctly. I'll never forget. She said, Olan. (laughs) She was cooking. She's like, Olan, tell me what Blue makes. What can Blue do? What can she create? And then she proceeded to tell me, my mother, the video is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. And to this day, this is the most viewed video up on my channel has the most views as of the point in time I'm recording this. I think it's around like 26,000 or something like that. And it may not be a lot to some, but when I tell you Blue picked it apart, what it boiled down to was the universe or God or divine source creator or just this beautiful loving energy being like no you got it you got it you did that you did that right the opinion of one and then just the comments under that video just the it's so well done so well timed so just chef's kiss so when did you cut her off well (laughs) you see the slick comments continue to happen then another event happened and then it was just one thing after another it's it's not soon it's not too soon after the dark academia but it was i would say several months i was getting a reading it was the second reading i've ever gotten and it was by the same person uh she's dominican too and i love that i thought that was really dope really aligned so she was telling me all this cool stuff and about my ancestors and birthrights and, you know, tarot. You see, when someone is doing a reading, for those that do not know, they have to channel your energy and channel all the energy that is around them. And, you know, kind of it's like a bridge. It's like a telephone call, right? You pick up the call, there's a connection. The other person they pick up, boom, we're channeling. We're in the middle of this reading and she stops. Then she sits there like, yo, what the fuck? Who is this bitch? When I tell you I went silent because, you know, I've never, (laughs) you know, second reading. I I don't think that that reaction is supposed to happen. And she proceeds to say, why are they talking so much shit on my girl here? So then she proceeds to tell me in the middle of the reading how someone is talking behind my back. Well, now this becomes very interesting. Imagine being in the middle of something so cosmic, so connected, wonderful, beautiful. You're getting all these really wonderful messages 
Then an energy that is so spiteful, so bitter, so hateful, so negative intercepts the reading. That's how potent it was to slash through a reading like that. And then so she begins to channel parts of Blue's name. And you know what's funny? It's just the characters even, right? We could... <laughs> It's crazy how things work. Because even those other letters that she was channeling could be attached to other people that were in my circle at the time. But you see, we got to stick to one story. We got to stick to blue. We got to stick to blue right now, right? So there's this inner knowing or gut feeling I get, right? That intuition, that thing I just, just ignore, <laughs> And I went to clarify to her who I thought it was. And then she went straight silent. And then she proceeded to get chills. And then she told me in the calmest voice, you need to trust your intuition more, Miha. Trust in your intuition more. Trust in yourself more. Look at that, you knew. You already knew. She said, you need to cut her off. And then, I just, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Which leads me to the point why it's so healthy and important to cultivate bonds with people on my frequency. To cultivate bonds with people on your frequency. Now, it's time for us to unravel the next knot. I won't ever forget that reading. And it's when I began to stop talking and stop communicating with Blue completely. Honestly, you know, I was the main person reaching out first anyway. So that part, that part wasn't really difficult. And, you know, granted today, Blue, or I'm sure if you may have a Blue in your life or... You could recall to something or a situation such as blue or maybe you were blue or however which way you want to take this, right? We could argue that they could just create a fake account or lurk or whatever. But that's kind of miserable. That's really sad, actually. It has nothing, none of this has anything to do with blue. It has nothing to do with blue. And... The fact of the matter is that this was the beginning of the end for a lot of people and people I'd considered to be my friends. And when you're surrounded by people that aren't in alignment, all the conversation involves is gossip, petty arguments, the past, throwing rocks, telling your business to other people, whatever it is. Get out of there. Don't absorb it. Don't become it. It'll mess with your blessings. It'll fuck with your energy and your magnetism and your attraction. And it just, it, it throws things off, right? You know, and, and it's not until the self-reflection or when you really do take a step to the side and you take inventory and you really take the adversity and the lessons, right? And like I said, it has nothing to do with blue or people that mirrored blue's energy or the karmic 
friends or the karmic relationships or the you know cyclical lessons you know it it's just it has nothing to do with the people itself but the lessons that they brought forth because if that never happened if I did have a best friend that loved me and you know we matched each other's love for each other and it was great and it was incredible and you know, when we argued, it was fine, but we would come back together and we would sort things out and it would just become stronger. If that were to be the case, then I wouldn't have realized or I wouldn't have recognized that, yeah, no, my dark academia video is beautiful and I worked hard on it and I created it and it is pretty incredible and I can do this I do got this I don't need to check in and ask for validation right I don't need to be validated by this other person and in that same respect we could argue well you know a good friend would have been a cheerleader or at least giving you constructive criticism about how to make it better and but if I had had that then I would have never come down to another conclusion about my worth I wouldn't have seen the energy that bothers people right it either bothers people or it helps and heals people or maybe it does a little bit of both maybe it's a little bit in the middle for some which would explain the reason why I always have to be the final one to get up and walk away Because as much as it's bothersome, there's also a strange air of, oh, I have to stay because it's kind of soothing and healing. That's fucked up. But the teachings, we got to bring it back, right? You have to, you have to bring it back. You have to bring it back to the teachings, the lessons. What did you learn? Now the human part kicks in. Why is this happening to me? Why isn't it working out? Why isn't anything going my way? Why do I always find myself in the same places with the same people? Find the teachings, find the lesson. Then the answers appear. Perhaps you have the tendency to see the light so much in people, you ignore the shadows. When in reality, you're ignoring your own shadows. Maybe it's the habit of falling into toxic codependent relationships when it's a reality and a reflection of your relationship with yourself manifesting itself in this way. When we actively seek to find the lesson, it takes off the power from the external. It takes the power away from the situation or the person or the place. Whatever it may be, the teachings aren't to blame the outside. How can you blame the reflection? And it burns, I know. Don't tell me what I already know. But after it burns, it's usually fine. Yes, people can be shitty. Yes, people can be toxic. Yes, people can be racist and bigots and not meet your needs and your expectations and... Yes, people can leave us high and dry. People can be a lot of things. But why did I let them in? Why did I think it was okay to be surrounded by these energy vampires in draining situations? Why did I let myself get dragged in? Why did I let them mess with my free will? Then all of the answers surfaces. 
somewhere along our development into adulthood, we stopped asking questions. Well, children ask questions all the time. Little babies love questions. They ask them quite frequently. And it's the adults that tell them to stop. Because, well, adults don't even have the answers for themselves. I'm not saying to absolve anyone of their awful behavior. I'm not saying to let God ease up on those people. Nah. Y'all are gonna get your karma. (laughs) You're gonna meet your fate. There's consequences to all of our actions. So please continue to move with integrity. Do not stoop to anyone's level. What I'm saying is to take your power back. You can do both. You can hold people accountable and take your power back simultaneously. We're multifaceted and functioning beings. You're breathing right now and you're not even thinking about it. Aren't you? Well, now you are. The outside is showing what's going on in the inside. It's a roadmap. It's the lighthouse. It's the compass. If I hadn't experienced all those events in my heavy air quote friendship with blue then i would have then i wouldn't have been able to walk away from all the other connections they may not have been as potent and as long term as they had been with blue but they had a similar code i learned something that is so precious and prized to me now And that is only one account, only one story. I wouldn't be sitting here today explaining what it's like to be in a relationship with another human being, whether that's a friend or partner that mirrors you so hard, not to allow the ego to fall in love with it, but so you can recognize that it's you. More specifically, all the things that even you argue and clash with on with that person That's you. For instance, why did I go ask Blue about the Dark Academia video and what she thought about it? If I had a strong sense of self, there would be no reason for me to ask that question. But I was seeking validation from the external. It's the truth. It's honesty. It's raw. It burns. Well, not anymore. But it burned. But it's the truth. I wanted someone else to confirm for me how great my creation was. Albeit someone I cared for very deeply, but that doesn't negate the lesson. It still stands. And funnily enough, it was the same damn lesson repeating itself. The first time we didn't talk to each other, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. The adversity is the teacher. Blue was the teacher. The people on the outside, the pressure, the hardship, is the teacher. Even when you move to new heights, new levels, new chapters, those are your teachers as well. They teach you, this is how we carry ourselves here. How we hold ourselves up here. This is how we do it. Let's say you want to be successful and you've made that choice on the inside. Let's say you want to cultivate your magnetism. You want to cultivate your inner world. You want to get to know the person in the reflection. All of it. That's beautiful. That's courageous. That's powerful even. 
not many people can do that. Well, now a funny thing may happen where the environment you're in begins to move and change. You ask to be successful and now the adversity arises. And it'll come in different forms and ways and people you thought were coming to the next chapter are still in the paradigm in the paradigm you've outgrown you've grown out of it well your next chapter have other people on that same frequency that you're moving to and they have similar stories finally the test has been passed and it's time to move to another classroom well, that test may take some of those old connections several more times to pass, or it may take them another school year entirely. It's time to move forward. Be very careful and wary of finding comfort in adversity, as I've mentioned in the beginning. There comes a time where once you pass, it's time to let go. It's time to tell your peers goodbye and pack your bag and move on to the next class. It's time to learn new things and even you reach a point where you can teach others what you learned by being the example. Remember when I said that the adversity is also a navigation system for the future? When you're over it, you become more discerning, more aware, more alert. For instance, I am now able to listen to my intuition. I listen to that inner knowing. I can't explain how I know that people are shady or off, but I do. I just know. And the funny thing is, I don't need to explain it because it's my navigation system. It's mine. <laughs> I don't have to explain it. Some people, it's a gut reaction. Others, it's a shiver up their spine. For some, it's gut instinct. And then there's just a plain old voice in the back of our minds that give these warnings. And it's all yours to discover. And here we are at the final unraveling. It's a new beginning, the overcoming, the blossoming, the coming of age ceremony, the awakening. Be grateful for the lessons because it showed you. Be grateful for how far you've come. Give yourself credit. Who could walk in your shoes? Not many, I presume, and here you are. Well, it's been real. Take care of your soul being spirit and essence. Ciao.